This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. <laughs> On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. This is Adam Carricker on The Ticket. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not Adam Carricker, and uh, Adam Carricker's not on The Ticket at the moment. Of course, he will be back uh, in, in the coming weeks, so no need to worry. But in his state, I have myself, Jake Bokovan, and Nick Sanert uh, to break down the latest in Husker football. And we appreciate the Stone Cold uh, in- intro there. That always gets, mm-hmm. us, uh, gets us going there. But uh, especially good because we've got plenty of Nebraska football to talk today. Uh, and we have a person who was at practice and, uh, and, and dealing, you know, going around uh, the interviews as well. So, uh, Nick, I guess I'll start there. Uh, we'll jump into the news. Plenty of news as far as roster, um, turn. I want to say turnover, but uh, potential turnover and yeah. just kind of news and notes there. We'll get into that in a second. But just your initial thoughts getting back on the field. Of course, the new facility is going up. Yeah. How would everything kind of look out there the first day of, of fall camp? Facilities looked cool. Um, that, that thing's going to be so, so awesome. We, we knew it was going to be awesome. Uh, right. I mean, obviously when they, when they came out with the initial renderings and such, but to see it in person is pretty awesome. Uh, and, and it's going to just hopefully help Nebraska out tremendously. I always, I always struggle with like, yeah, facilities are a big part of a football program. And I agree with that, but so much now there's so many people and so many schools that have really nice facilities. Mm. It, like w- one thing I will say, like w- when you're talking about facilities and like practice areas um, or locker rooms, the Nebraska's, the LSU's, the Clemson's, the Alabama's, those types of schools that just basically have unlimited amounts of money and, and really supportive boosters and alumni, they can always upgrade and they always are upgrading. Like, because in a year, Nebraska's not going to have the newest facility. There's going to be some new cool thing that's out that Nebraska's going to need to upgrade to. And it's like kind of this just revolving door of like, I remember when Nebraska got like upgraded their facilities just a few years ago. And it was like the next week Clemson finished their facilities and theirs had a bowling alley and Nebraska's didn't. And it was like, well, Nebraska now needs a bowling alley and Nebraska (laughs) needs all these things. Um, just, I mean, even, even if you look at like Northwestern, they're getting ready to put together, they just put together a, a, a glamorous facility and now Nebraska is going to be able to beat that one. And so it's just like kind of this revolving door, but it is going to be big. Uh, it's going to look, I mean, it looks awesome from the outside, a lot of windows, which gives it a really cool look, um, in terms of football, high energy, uh, wasn't, I mean, we weren't there for a whole lot of time. Um, didn't see a whole lot. I spent a lot of the time around the wide receivers, um, and stuff, but I mean, it, it's good to be back. It's always good to be back yeah. down by Memorial stadium. Well, it's kind of interesting. You bring that up too. Of course, like you mentioned the arms race. I still remember maybe what was it was early two thousands when Nebraska put in the big video board and mm-hmm. it, it was the biggest in the nation, I think for a year. And then Texas had a bigger one. Exactly. And, and so, I mean, that used to be, and it's kind of funny how, you know, you have to kind of check yourself because 
you know, like you said, one year you're going to say Nebraska has some of the greatest facilities. Five years later, say Nebraska has really good facilities. By year eight, you're kind of thinking Nebraska probably we needs need to update new. their self. We need something new, whether that's a facelift, yeah. whether that's like new lockers, bigger lockers, new like a, a like I said, a bowling alley is a great example. Like things like that, you're always going to need something. I think uh, there's always going to be a reason for you to continue adding money to it. And if Nebraska is winning, then that's not going to be an issue at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I will say is um and I completely lost my my train of thought here. Uh I don't know, completely lost oh, you'll my say train it later, of thought. Then. Say yeah, that. maybe, maybe it was something <laughs> would have to do with your arm, with the arms race, but I don't know what I was going to say. So what I is apologize. interesting along those lines though that they are again and this has been reported but now it's like kind of officially happening right now, um staying in the dorms. So, you know, yeah. you go from that officially uh, you, know, you get everything in the football facilities and it's some of the best in the nation and you know, it's it's just an amazing what they've done there too. All right, now you're just gonna be like every other student, and uh, I heard some complaining yeah. from the. I think it was Ty Robinson. Ty Robinson, not everything's happy. good, but the bed not great for. Hey, him. hey, and I mean, even myself as somebody that's not nearly as tall as Ty Robinson, when I was in the dorms a couple years ago. I mean, gosh, four now, four years ago now. Um, it, it was. I mean, my feet dangled off the bed, and twin twin beds are hard <laughs> to sleep on. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Twin beds. If you're over the age of like twelve, yeah, real tough to sleep on. Not a lot of move. Not a lot. You of can't room. move. Yeah, you can't move. And those guys. I mean, they're just big humans. Yeah, they're going yeah, to like it's. Know. It's just going to be. But uh, Matt Rule is staying in an RA's dorm, so it's a little bit bigger. Oh. It's a little nicer oh. as well. He had to admit to that. Um, but the coaches, I, I laughed at Evan Cooper's video yesterday or Evan Cooper's like snippet of the video that they posted yesterday because he's just like, yeah, there's a, a twin bed and, uh, a drawer and that's about it. There's my dorm room. <laughs> and I'm just, it's, it's, so, it's probably so different from what these guys are probably used to, yeah. which it's probably, it might be a little bit of a culture shock for, especially the coaches that are, you know, Garrett McGuire is is getting paid, you know, the least amount as anybody, and he's making two hundred fifty grand. So if that yeah. tells you anything, but um, not a nah. lot of distractions at least. Not, so. not, not a lot of distractions. <laughs> the only two Matt Rule did say this. The only there was only two people on their staff that he did not force to stay in a dorm room, and it's the two people over the age of sixty, and one of those is Ron Brown. Oh yeah, he said, Ronnie, Coach Brown, you don't have to stay in a dorm room. <laughs> I'm surprised Ron uh, Brown didn't want to do it anyway. He might be, and that's what yeah. Matt Rule said. Matt Rule was like, they, they might be staying in there. Yeah, well, I don't know, <laughs> but I told him they didn't have to. But so Ron Brown's one of them. Uh, I'm, I can't remember the second guy's name, but uh, Tony White's obviously in there. Satterfield's in there. <laughs> so just just all the coaches, other than those two analysts. I love are, that too. Uh, do you like? I mean, the year absolutely. one getting the team together. Throwback. I, I love the idea that the coaches. I. <laughs> it, it, it makes me laugh more that the coaches are in there because, yeah. like, I understand it's this like you know you don't want to you you can't you, it, you don't see a whole lot of your family during the season and I get that and stuff but like I I don't know if Satterfield's family is here like I I don't know all the coaches that are, if they're married <laughs> if what, right. all that stuff yet but. It just makes me laugh because, like, I imagine them like going over, home, going home for dinner, and be like, "All right, honey, I gotta go back to the dorm. <laughs> gotta go back sleep at the dorm overnight. I can't stay. I can't stay. I gotta go. Curfews at eight. Yeah, that is that is probably it, it's kind of funny. At least a few times. It's just a grown man who's getting paid, like I said, you know, four hundred fifty grand a year. 
as being like, sorry, curfews at eight, I gotta go back and <laughs> but with that being said, I would happily stay in a dorm for four hundred and fifty grand a year. Yeah. So. Well, I mean they do they do other things besides that. <laughs> they do, they do. There's more involved <laughs> than just sleeping in a dorm. Uh as far as the news and notes, uh especially roster notes, uh the big one, and we'll kinda go through it, some of these throughout the show, but uh Miles Farmer suspended in the yeah. summer, isn't currently on the one twenty. When asked if he will be able to rejoin you said we'll see so i mean there, there's a possibility he'll be yeah. on the joint so suspended doesn't mean kicked off and i think it was interesting too one of the first i don't want to say the first questions but i think it was one of them that uh, when we uh the ticket team had and i think it was dp had um had matt rule and talked to him down at big 10 media days in indianapolis last week yeah one of the first questions was kind of what's a difficult part of adjusting to this job and he said um, in, in not so many words or, you know, in different words, you know, the fishbowl of Nebraska. He likes to be able to punish his players. He doesn't want it to take, you know, take it from, okay, that yeah. means this guy's a troublemaker. This is a bad guy, you know, and he said, in you know, in Nebraska, so fans are just so starved for every detail. And we've known that for years. I mean, that's part of the job of coming to Nebraska. It probably does take Matt Rule, you know, kind of admitting there a little bit of an adjustment period and, and a really and a bit of a realization that, man, it really is like that here. But I think that's interesting and, and something to think about as we kind of go through some of these problems or, or things that are going on. So Miles Farmer, um, not with the team right now. If you remember, Marquise Buford also yeah. not starting fall camp. So it leaves a bit of a void there in the safety position, which you're, um, you know, kind of breaking in that three five five. And that's a big part of the three five five. Um what are your kind of thoughts? Of course, initially, Miles Farmer, second on the team in tackles, has yeah. started the last couple of years, at, le- at least a handful of games a couple of years ago. I think 11 games last year. Um, so it was a bit, of, a bit rattling, unless you were listening to the rumors over the weekend, but as yeah. far as before the weekend, a uh, bit of a surprise. Well, I think um, what's what's the note, obviously, is that he is not part of the 120, right? Mm-hmm. So Rule later said in the press conference that it was the ball, quote, the ball is in Miles' Mar- court. So it makes it makes me feel like there's um, some sort of decision, obviously, that that Miles needs to make whether or not he wants to. Now, obviously, this is just kind of generalizing. Uh, if he wants to make adjustments to satisfy the standards of Matt rules and his staffs, you know, that they, that they hold Nebraska football players to, I think part of it though, like Nebraska fans in a way can take, I don't know, refuge and probably isn't the right word, but you, you can take pride in knowing that, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe Matt rule and, and, and his staff are holding guys to a higher standard. Yeah. And, and rule mentioned that earlier today is he said something along the lines of, listen, I get it. You adjust to a new coach. There might be newer and, and more strict standards. And that's just something you got to adjust to. That's what it feels like. This is, um, and it, there's been a couple guys that have struggled with that internally throughout the, the entire off season. Anthony Grant was suspended for a time being, uh, during spring ball. And so now you have miles farmer. You remember the whole entire, I mean, this is now the, the second time in, I don't know, a little, I mean, under the, under a year that miles farmer has found himself in some trouble. Obviously remember he got, uh, pulled over and, and, and was suspended for the Michigan game in 2022 because of being under the influence of alcohol and, and operating a vehicle. And so you suspend for the Michigan Michigan game last year. And now he's not on the 120 man roster as a Nebraska fan. You hope he figures it out, but also it's, 
if he doesn't, you don't want that in your locker room in year one of a head coach, especially from a guy that's been here a lot longer than a lot of the other players, and they would normally look up to him as a leader. Well, that is interesting. That's a good point because the, the, this is a, a roster with mostly freshmen and sophomores and revamped, you know, completely uh, with the over-signing of this past period. And so, you know, he he is a guy. And, and so we kind of think about leadership and, and leaning on those guys for leadership. But, it, you know, if, the, if it kind of goes the other way, you can – you know, start to start to bring a couple guys the other way with you, uh, because you are that that pe- that guy that people look up to and and say, well, he's been here, so he kind of knows uh, the ropes. But with this new coaching staff, and, and you know, Omaha World Herald had a good article, um, kind of talking about the detail-oriented business that Matt Rule is doing and the adjustment it is taking for mm-hmm. some of these some of these players, uh, where it sounds like previously. If you had a meeting at eight, as long as you showed up uh, around eight oh eight oh three, eight oh four, eight oh five, yeah. that's you know that's well, hey, you're on time. And and here's another thing that I would say, um, and, and I'm I'm on board with this. Uh, a name texture says I love it. This is good for the program. Accountability has been lacking for a long time with Nebraska football. Hopefully, those guys figure it out and get back. And that's what like Matt Rule continues to reiterate in in all of his public settings, obviously. Now, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I would assume that it's a similar message to where it's there's no hard feelings, but at times it stuff just doesn't work out. And and mm-hmm. we, we can't hold ourselves or hold the program up just to try to make certain exceptions for, for certain players, right? And I think there were times over the last m- multiple years that – there were certain exceptions and bigger grace periods given for certain players because of their role on a team. It doesn't feel like that's the case anymore. It really doesn't. As we've seen, two of the more notable guys on Nebraska's roster get suspended in the first seven, eight months that Matt Rule's been the head coach here. Yeah. He's not He's not afraid to say, you're done. Like We're not doing this. One of the guys he brings in through the transfer portal, Josh Fleeks, he, did, he failed to make his weight when he got arrived on campus, so they sent him home. Yeah, They sent him home. They go, you're not going to be a part of this thing if you can't make do something as simple as make weight. And so I think, um, by the way, that's a little another piece of it. Yeah. But I, when, it, when you're looking at Miles Farmer, you hope he gets back. Um, I just think that I think there's some work to do, obviously, uh, in that situation. Um, and I hope to, I'll just leave it at I hope to see him on the field eventually, but with him not being on the 120 man, it feels like there he's got, you know, a mountain to climb here. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some work to do. Um, hopefully like, like everybody will be cheering for him and, and we'll kind of see, uh, if not, like you said, maybe it's, maybe it'll work out in the long run for Nebraska. And this is a move that needs to be made. So we'll kind of see it's at least holding players accountable. You mentioned Josh Fleeks, like you said, uh, reported to camp overweight. So he was sent back home. Do you remember a guy by the name of Jordan Stevenson? Hmm. Okay, this was a wide, this was in the Mike Riley era. Okay, um, and uh, he was uh, basically committed to Wisconsin. Something didn't work out, so Nebraska got him. He was all the talk of Big Ten media day um, because it, the, the, it was the, the thing. It was happening right then, so it was a late addition for Nebraska's program. He was hyped up. We were hoping he'd be, you know, okay. Because remember, back then you got to remember, you know, a Wisconsin running back. These guys have been destroying us. Maybe yeah. we got one of our own. Uh, and uh, not to pick on him too much, but when he when he showed up to camp, he was it was notable. I mean, it was it wasn't like he you know it wasn't like hey he looks kind of big. It was like yeah. he is overweight. He's he's kind of got a gut going there. Uh, and uh, I think that kind of held him back the whole time. On a separate note, 
I, I believe it was Bruce Reed. Now I have, to, I have to go back and remember exactly. But basically, they I think they promised. We talk about star treatment. I think they promised Jordan Stevenson at least playing time or the kickoff return duties. And so there was confusion. And mm. I think it was like Reed there asked, like, who is, you know, who's this guy? And he'd end up kick returning. Like, well, how big of an addition is this? And he's like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's this. I'll be honestly, um, or I'll be honest here. This is another reason why I think it doesn't matter what your status is on the team, whether Matt Rule's known you for 10 years or, or 10 months, I think you're held to the same standard, which is something that Nebraska fans could take pride in because, for example, Matt Rule coached at Baylor, as, as Husker fans know, 2017, 2018, and 2019. Mm-hmm. Josh Fleeks was a guy recruited by yeah. Baylor. In 2018, and played for Baylor in 2019. One of his old recruits was one of his old recruits. He's known Josh Fleeks for multiple years here, and at the end of the day, here he shows up to Lincoln, and he well he goes and gets him out of the transfer portal first of all. Uh, by the way, his primary recruiter on that was Joey McGuire, Garrett McGuire's okay. dad at Baylor, but he ends up getting him out of the transfer portal. He's not. He's not where they want him to be weight-wise when he arrives to campus, so they send him home to work on his body, and we'll see We'll see what happens, yeah. right? But um, that's a really interesting one because that wide receiver room, a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns. You have a guy in Billy Kemp that you feel pretty confident in if you're Nebraska, and Nebraska struck well on the, the transfer wide receiver market in the years past, obviously with Samari oh, yeah. Toure, with Trey Palmer. But now, then it's then it's basically a Marcus Washington who had a bone, a broken bone in his hand, uh, and, and they expect him to get his cast off on Monday or his brace, and he'll be he'll get it splinted, and he'll be able to uh, he'll be able to practice on Tuesday, they imagine. But you have say so Marcus Washington, and then it's on top of Billy Kemp. This is then it's two guys that left the program prior to this year and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda and Xavier Betts, nobody is a sophomore or redshirt sophomore. And this isn't talking about scholarship guys. Yeah. Nobody is a sophomore or redshirt sophomore. And then there's six true freshmen. Yeah. You got to think one of those, a couple of those you guys hope? are going to play. You'd expect Almost to have to. Yeah. You'd expect Just it because of the numbers. So, uh, that will be interesting. Um, we better take a break. We are listening to the Adam Carricker on the ticket here, brought to you by GE Landscape Supply. We'll be back. We've got more Husker news and notes, interesting rumors going around the Big, Twi- Big Ten transfer portal, and one coach who has a non-compete in his contract, so he cannot leave the Big Ten, his current Big Ten job, for another Big Ten job. We'll talk about that next, and maybe if uh, down the line that might be something you want to do with Matt Rule. <laughs> talk about that next here on Adam Carricker on the ticket on 93.7 The Ticket.